Jesus Man. Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine yeah. wanted to be a Jesus. Another week, Vinvoji Radio, it's episode 493 for October 22nd. I'm sorry, 23rd. See, I said it right before the show and I still fucked it up. October 23rd, 2017, and this is the week, my friends, this is the week of insanity. But it anyway, sure is. On the show this week, we've got Jay. Bundurno. We got Drew. Hey. And we got the wine bad too. Yep. Welcome back. Anyway, oh man, so video games right before probably the biggest week of the year. I mean, obviously Call of Duty is probably going to be the biggest game, but I don't think there's another week this year that has as many high profile releases coming out. I don't, what year had more games coming out in one day of high quality or high, uh, you know, I guess anticipation? And the 27th of this year. I don't know. I can't think of one. And no, no we're not going to talk about any of them, because we haven't played any of them. So sorry. Not yet, at least. Yes. No. But we will. We will play them this week. We will. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about it later in news, but uh, thanks, internet video game websites, that we don't have Mario. Fuckers. Anyway, Drew, you want to talk about some video games? Sure can. All right. Well, I just spent most of my time playing Danganronpa. Um, I'm at the very end of that game. Holy shit. Mm. Yep. Um, don't want to talk about that until we get to the the, the podcast, Save obviously. Save for the spoiler show. Yeah, no. Also, if you have not played Danganronpa V3, don't listen to that show because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's we're going basically step by step all the big information, so definitely a spoiler cast. Yeah. Uh played some Overwatch. Uh trying to get some of those uh, skins. I have yet to get one of those skins dropped for me. No, no legendaries for you yet? None. Bummer. And I'm starting to get duplicates a lot more now. Welcome to the club. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. Um the other couple games uh, that I couldn't talk about last week, or I could talk about them, I didn't play them. Um, the first one being a Rogue Trooper. Rogue Trooper. Which is a remake, or it's Rogue Trooper Redux is the name of it, and it's a remake of um, a PS2 game. Rogue Trooper? Mm-hmm. Um, it boggles my mind why they brought this over. It's Rebellion. They had some money. All right. I, 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 I don't have an answer outside of that. And apparently, it came out like right before the PS or the before the next generation came. 
Yeah, it was a late PS2 slash... I think it was only... Did it come out on Xbox? No, it, it was on Xbox as well. Was it? Okay. I'm well, pretty it, sure. Yeah, it, it was way late into the cycle of that, which would make it even more shocking if it was on Xbox, because if you remember how X, the original Xbox went, it was out for four years and then just like, fuck it. Yep. So, yeah, I played that. It's interesting. Uh, it still doesn't look the greatest. Um, they tried to clean up as best they could, but it's, uh, it's you can still see the age on it. It's essentially if Smurfs went to war, is what that game Yeah. Was. Mm-hmm. You play as a blue guy who is going to war with a bunch of other blue guys. And are fight. they are they aliens? Are they like androids? What's the premise here? They are genetically engineered soldiers that are they, used to they fight. They by wolves. humans? Uh yes. Do you ever in see any future? humans in that game? Uh I think the guys you're fighting are human. Are they but they're blue? No. The oh. guys you're the blue guys. I thought you said you were fighting blue guys. No, I'm fighting with as in like they're my teammates. Oh, okay. Is Gargamel the final boss? Maybe. I don't know. Fuck. I haven't got there. Oh, fuck. I highly doubt it, though. What was his cat's name? Azrael? Was that his name? I can't remember. Yes. Um, yes. There you go. Um, I uh, It's okay. It's a third-person shooter. Uh, it does have some interesting mechanics to it. Like, so, uh, when you first start the game, you're with your squad mates who eventually get killed. Um <laughs> And what you do is you take a, a a memory chip out of their bodies and put it into your stuff. So they're still talking to you, but they're also enhancing your gun and your backpack and your helmet and stuff like that. So they're kind of like the precursor to um, Cortana. Yeah. Um, do you have odd sexual relationships with them like in Halo? You know, I, highly, I highly doubt it. Fuck. I'm out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm done. That's all, right. all I'm gonna do. I got you. But yeah, it's interesting because uh, the, the you can, <clears throat> your backpack basically, or the the guy you you put into your backpack is named Bagger or Bagman. <laughs> Bagman. That's you it. put Bagger in your backpack. Okay. It's, it's Bagman is his name. Oh, is he a Mega Man boss? Maybe, but he actually he he can actually craft stuff. So um, you gather. Wait, hold on, hold on. Like Did that. you say he crafts or craps? He crafts stuff. Oh, okay, come okay. on. You knew he it would be crap. better if he crapped it, but no. He just craps uh, it into your sack. So if you run out of ammo, you can use salvage to make more ammo, or you know, make health packs and stuff like that. Is that so it's kind of like, like a menu or something. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of like you're playing like a self sufficient soldier who can pretty much do anything. Um, yeah. story is not particularly interesting. Okay. I didn't know this, but it's actually based on a 1080 uh, comic. Same people who made Judge Dread. That's where the uh, that that was what it was. That's where the that, story that, came that, from. The, that's where it started. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played that. It's okay. 
Uh, I think it's twenty bucks. No, it's thirty. And that's thirty bucks. If it was twenty, it might be a little easier to swallow, but it is thirty dollars. Yeah, I would hold off on on a price drop at least. It's, it's still okay. probably hard to swallow because the disc is bigger than your throat. It's not on disc. Yeah. Wow. Well, then it's impossible to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I played that. It does have multiplayer, uh, and I jumped into the multiplayer for about five minutes and realized there's nobody fucking playing this. I was going to so. say, is there even a person that was, would be playing this? I'm sure some people bought it, but I'm sure even less of those people care about getting online and playing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I played that. I also played uh, Mages of Mistelia. Mistralia, I think Mistralia. Um, After digging into that game, there's something to it. Um, this kind of reminds me of Story's Path of Destinies a little bit. Um, it's very cartoony, very colorful. Uh, the main crux here is so think of it like um, Magicka, where you know you can combine uh, different spells together to make stuff, and that's basically what she has. Starts off with like fire, lightning, and ice. And then she'll get these uh, modifiers that allow her to, instead of just uh, casting a fireball, she can now throw a fireball. Or she can uh, throw ice at guys and stuff like that. And there's all these different types of modifiers that you can use. And uh, they help with both the puzzling, the puzzle uh, solving and the platforming, which there's not much platforming. You can't jump in the game. But there's like you have to make it to a certain place. So you can so say it's like at a river. You can then throw ice down on the river and make a platform. Um, the, I would say the controls feel a little bit too floaty for my taste. That's one of the things I really liked about Stories was that it, it controlled so tightly. And it was it was a, actually a really good gameplay. And I'm not going to say the gameplay in this one is bad, but it's it just feels slightly off. I, like It feels like she keeps moving after I've let go of the control stick kind of thing. Ever so slightly. But, I mean, it's actually got a really good production value. The music is fucking phenomenal in this game. Um, I, I looked up the uh, the composer, and I don't think he's done anything else. So people need to get on that and hire that guy to do music because, man, like, so he has, like, an overarching theme for every area, and then it shifts the song to a higher tempo and a little bit louder whenever you go into combat and stuff. Just the way it handles music in that game is fantastic. But it's a, it's actually a very interesting little game. Um, I was surprised. I was thinking, nice, oh, it's just a kind of a throwaway title, but it's actually really cool. Um, I highly suggest you guys try it out, especially if you like games like Stories, Path of Destiny, stuff like that. Uh, it's been out on PC for a while since I think like May. Um yeah. And it's finally coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And that's about it. Man, you rocking them new releases. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to buy a new game until I finish the fucking games that I got. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, except for Wolfenstein. I'm going to make you play that this week. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously the stuff I'm obligated to play, sure. Um, Ken, I mean, how dare you make Drew play Wolfenstein, a, a game that no one else clearly wants to play at all. That's That's mean, dude. Like, how can you do that to a friend? It's messed up, man. I'll tell you what. This is hilarious. So, I have all three of those games, the big games on Friday, pre-ordered. Um, and my GameStop's usually doing, you know, they, lately they've been doing the pick it up at 9 o'clock kind of thing. 
they can't do two of the three big games Friday night or Thursday night because Ubisoft and Nintendo will not allow them. So I have the opportunity to go pick up Wolfenstein at nine, but I can't pick up Assassin's Creed and Mario until midnight. Are you are you still going to go pick up Wolfenstein at nine though? I don't know. I have a I have a teacher conference Thursday evening at seven mm-hmm. o'clock. So if depending on how long that lasts and what I'm doing afterwards, I may go grab Wolfenstein. But I'm certainly not going back at midnight for AC and Mario because I wouldn't even play them. Right. You know. But I just thought that was funny that Ubisoft and Nintendo would not allow them to sell the games at nine o'clock. There's going to be a lot of people that pick up like Wolfenstein, Mario, and um, Assassin's Creed on the same day, and I'm thinking to myself, like, but why? You know, choose one. You're not going to be playing all three at once. If you do, that's it's too chaotic, man. How do you finish three games well, playing simultaneously? So I'm buying both Assassin's okay. Creed and Mario, but um, Assassin's Creed will be the game I play on my own, and right. Mario I'll play with my son. So right, right, that makes sense. They're they're for different purposes, but if you're just one dude, you know, I'm one not, dude. You know, no, no. What I mean is that like you're you're just gonna be playing them all at the same time, kind of by yourself, kind of deal. No, I'll play and one at a time. You have a limited time. Yeah, I, I but, just. But gonna... why why buy it on release date though? So I don't have to go back out. <clears throat> I I guess. I mean, I, they're all there. But games. No, what I mean is that like games go on sale like one two week after they come out nowadays. You get that, you know, nice $10 off of the game just by waiting for, like, two, three weeks during the time which you wouldn't have played the game, you know, anyway. So if you waited, then you would have been rewarded for your patience and also not, you know, not not waste money, is what I'm saying. I'm fine. Yes. That's pretty much it. I mean, you know, I guess I'm just, it's just exciting. Three big games I've been waiting on. Have them in my hands. That's cool. Yeah, but I also feel bad when I have a sealed copy of a game that I'm excited to play and just kind of sitting bad about it. There ain't no sealed copies in my house. That shit gets open on the way home. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, until until I'm about to put it in the uh, in the console, they're usually just sealed. Yeah. Open that shit up. Look at the disc. It's sexy. I don't. I swear, I've had uh, Breath of the Wild (laughs) since the day it released. Mm-hmm. And I have put three hours. In yeah, that but game. let's be honest, that game ain't went on sale. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo games generally don't. If you pick up like Mario Odyssey on day one, that's not going to go on sale most likely for at least a few months, if that. Yeah, I was gonna say Zelda still. I mean, there's probably been a ten dollar off here and there, but mm-hmm. that game's still sixty bucks. It's going to be sixty bucks. Yeah, I, I really want to sit down and play Zelda. You know what's funny like, is by the time this you, year, the, by the time you get to that game, you probably should have just waited for the Switch version. Probably because you probably would have a Switch by the time you play that game. I really want to play it so we can talk about Game of the Year. Yeah, you need to play that game before Game of the Year. Yeah, That's... I don't know. Having played both the Wii U and the Switch version of Breath of the Wild, I think they're basically comparable. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he got the inferior version of the game, but he could have gotten the Switch version and been able to play it portably. Mm. Okay. The the best way to play, technically, is to use the Dolphin emulator with your Wii U copy of the game, and then go crazy with the the 4K resolution. That game looks gorgeous on PC with the right settings. It, It seems crazy. You can also do the mods so I can have... You know, the A86 from Initial D in it, apparently. Okay, you know what? That doesn't make it better. 
I'm sure there's a mod to make uh, weapon degradation disappear as well. So that's that would make it better. Sense. But that's not the game. That's kind of the point. No, no, I, I understand, but if something <laughs> if that's something that's going to be bugging you the whole entire experience, you can make it more fun for yourself. And Drew's like, this is one of the greatest games I've ever played. I don't know what you guys were talking about with the weapon degradation. It didn't bother me at all. I put three hours <laughs> into that game, and the weapon degradation bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about if you played it with the mod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, that I don't know what you guys weapon. were talking about. This what is you talking fine. About? I still got the starting weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Never breaks. Uh, All right, let's move on. Uh, Jay, what'd you play? Um, yeah, I played a few things, but I'm mostly playing a lot of Dragon's Dogma: <clears throat> Dark Arisen, trying to complete that game so I can have the review out. And uh, man, that game is—I said it before, and I'll say it again. On paper, it's a game that I should love. It's got all these elements that I like from different uh, different games. It's kind of got that Monster Hunter element where you're killing and fighting, like climbing on like big ass monsters and figuring out the unique, interesting way to take them down. It's got this RPG element of like different skills and loadouts for your characters and class changes, and it seems like it's a game that I would like a lot. But the first impressions are generally pretty bad for uh, Dragon's Dogma, at least for the first like eight, nine, ten hours or so when I played it. And that's not an insignificant amount of time to be, like, slogging through a game. And that's probably why I kept stopping uh, before I had to review it. Because now that I'm reviewing it, now that I'm going to complete it, I'm sticking with it. And now that I've pushed towards the, you know, pushed through that point and I'm not, like, 15, 16 hours in, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to like the game a lot more than I did before. And my issues with the game originally is that you go to, you go to like the main town after like the first few hours of the game and you pick up a quest and you're like, okay, great. I got a quest. You know, this is one of the main quests I got to do to progress the game. And I open the map to see where it is. And it's on like the other side of the fucking continent. Of course. And I'm like, okay. So I start running there. It becomes like nighttime. I'm getting ambushed by enemies constantly. It's kind of annoying. There's nothing really interesting to see or do on the way there. I get to that point. I finally do the quest. Which only takes like 10, 15 minutes compared to like the 20, 25 minute run over there, like going through <laughs> all these different things. And then I, I use my eternal fairy stone back to my town, and I was like, I pick up another quest. And now this is on the other side of the continent as well. Uh, so, yeah. why? Why did you make tra- traversal so annoying to do with nothing in between of interest to really explore? You know, when you're doing Breath of the Wild, and we're, we're just talking about it. There's all these shrines, there's all these hidden things that will kind of, you know, uh, you know, catch your interest and keep you entertained while you're going to your ultimate goal. And getting to your ultimate goal becomes entertaining because of that, even though it, it would take hours sometimes to get to uh, where you want to go. But in um, Dragon's Dogma, your stamina runs out incredibly quickly. Even if you're, you know, not using too much equipment and you're very light, it runs out very, very fast. You have to just kind of kind of like stumble walk while you wait while you're waiting for to recharge you're getting ambushed by fucking wolves that pose no threat to you like every like two seconds there's like thieves of like brigands and stuff like that ambushing you it's busy work doesn't even it barely gives me experience or any items to use and it's just annoying and add to the fact that i'm trying to pick up everything and there's like a metric ton of shit that drops all the time that you want to pick up in the environment because the weapon and armor upgrade system is weird that it takes like random items to upgrade stuff with sometimes. So I want to pick up everything, 
but you become over-encumbered very, very quickly in this game, too. So you have a game where you have a very limited amount of inventory space in terms of the weight that you can carry. It's just too much items to pick up, just too much busy work. And this this is the reason why I stopped playing this game in the first place, I imagine. Because it's very, very annoying to deal with it. But once you start setting up these waypoints, um, these port crystals, which they should give you more than a few of. Like, I think I've only found like three or four so far in my playtime. <laughs> they should give you a lot more of these. <laughs> that, that allows you to put these uh, checkpoints on the map that allows you to use the fairy stone to teleport. So you can kind of make your own uh, teleportation uh, places, which is nice. But you would end up getting to like these like big landmarks, and they don't even have port crystals built into those either. So the traversal, the inventory, uh, those two systems really bogging me down. It's almost as bad as like when I was playing uh, No Man's Sky, and then I was just that game was destroyed by its inventory system, and how uh, how clunky that felt to me. But the actual combat and you know uh, leveling up your characters, learning new skills. Trying to optimize your pawns, uh, finding good ones from the internet to use uh, from other players that that you know that made some really exceptional pawns to use. Finding pretty interesting items because this is one of those games where if you know where to go, you can get stuff that you're not supposed to have like until 20, 30 hours ahead. So you can become very, very powerful early, which is something that I like to do in games like these when combat becomes a chore sometimes. So now that I put a lot of more time into it. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot more. I'm definitely going to be able to finish it, I think, I hope. Um, and Ken, I I actually got to the Bitter Isles when I was, like, level 3. Because that's one of the first things you can do. You can go to the little docks. Well, yeah, the, it's, it's on the, the port. It's on the yeah, port yeah. right there, yeah. I, I walked in, I looked at some stuff, and I was like, hmm, I'll be, I'll be back later. Yeah, you see those guys <laughs> with, like, eight purple health bars? You're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be back later, dude. Yeah, you like, you I'll, shouldn't I'll even go there until you're 70. That's like the recommended level, and even then, it's like ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. There's another area kind of like that called like the Eternal something, whatever. It's like underneath the main town, and oh yeah, the, uh, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that's about, but I, you know, I picked up a poor crystal from there. It's really just kind of like an endless dungeon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where you just go level to level to level. Um. Do I? Like, is there anything really of importance in there? I had never finished it, so I don't know what's at the end of it. I never, I never finished it either. I never got to the end of it. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you get stuff as you progress through it, but I never finished it, so I don't okay. know what the really, ending was. You really, really, really need to get to the end of that game to see the end game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I most it's, certainly will. It's nothing like what you're expecting. That game goes places no other game has gone. Good. But the thing about it is that isn't that kind of bad for a game when you have to beat the game to really kind of unlock its No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Okay. There's literally an event that happens after you Uh beat that game that you need to see. Okay. Alright, that sounds exciting. Uh, It certainly gives me more incentive. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's that's one of the reasons why I actually want to finish the game Bitter Isle and all before I write the review, um, so that I have the full perspective about this game. But I will say that the PS4 version of the game runs pretty well. I think I can't say it's, it's, it's if it's consistently sixty. I think I've seen some frame drops it's here and there. It's not sixty. Is it not sixty? No, it's thirty. Are you sure? Yeah, it's thirty on consoles. It's only sixty on PC. Oh man, I. 
I don't know. It looks really consistent. It's not 60. See? You can't tell. <laughs> Are you sure it's not yeah, 60 on Pro? I'm 100%. It's not 60. They limited the console versions both to 30. <clears throat> the only way you get 60 is if you play on PC. Oh. Which is I one actually of the, own the PC version Which is too, one of funny. the biggest complaints about the console ports to the PS4 and Xbox One is like, well, the PC version ran at 60. Why is the console versions not running at 60? Because this game is old. It's an old game. It's old. It doesn't even look good. No, it's, it's not. Like, I mean, yeah. it looked good on the 360, but coming to where we're at now, that game should be running at 60 on Xbox One and PS4, and it's not. Yeah. It's running at 30. That's weird. I figure with the PS4 Pro, at least, it could be at least uh, be able to get 60. I don't even know that there's any Pro support for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that for, uh, for sure before I uh, write the review. But if if it's not 60, then they're, they're doing some uh, trickery to make it look pretty smooth anyway. Yeah, if if we remember correctly, that game had widescreen like forced when it originally it launched. It did. Yep. Yeah, and it also ran like crap on yes the PS3 360 and PS3. PS3 360 versions ran like in the low twenties sometimes, mm-hmm. it, it dipping was, to the tens. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was not bad. not good. Okay, well, the, I will continue to play Dragon's Dogma. Hopefully, I'll have it finished um, before the big day next week. But we'll <laughs> you, see. You got to we'll put see. a lot of time into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am already putting a lot of time into that. Uh, I'm enjoying it. So I also played uh, a game that I, I think we can both talk about, Ken. Uh, South Park uh, Fractured Butthole. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it last week. But yeah, we can talk about that game. Yeah, uh, did you get? Uh, did you put more time into that at all? Yes, yes, I'm. I want to say I'm close to the end of that. So okay, what what level are you now? What level my ca- I stopped paying attention yeah. to levels of my characters because he goes so slow. It does so I just know slow, that huh? I have like five slots on my character. Oh, the artifacts. Yeah, there. those are the only thing that the really leveling up does for you is opens those slots so you can mix and match those um, those artifacts. Yeah, and then gives you the power level thing that'll determine how much damage you yeah, do. Yeah, which is, like, like it never really kind of explains that to you. Like, if you hover over a mission, it'll give you a number, and you're like, what the hell does this number mean? And then you figure out, like, oh, that's my power level, so I can go into this mission feeling like I could beat it. Mm-hmm. But it never, like, specifically says that, unless I just missed it. Um, they vaguely mentioned they don't make a big deal about it, but they do mention it in, in some way. Uh, I will say that uh, visually and from a presentation standpoint, this game is stellar. Yeah, like, uh, just like in the just like in the South Park Sick of Truth, it is purely and a hundred percent authentic to the show. All the voice actors, uh, you know, you know, all two of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those guys do most of the work, but there are some others. Um, they're they're there, you know. They're doing their best. Uh, they're putting in the work. Uh, the animation, even just like how you walk around and do the the other stuff, and the ultimate attacks obviously take the take the cake for the most elaborate and funny stuff that they, they got going uh, on there. There's some good ones, and I, Jimmy's is my favorite, but I really like uh, Cartman's as well. Yeah, Cartman's is pretty great. Uh, all those posters and stuff. <laughs> like that. God damn that game. Uh, yeah, it's this is pretty good. They even have like summons and yeah, the summons yeah. when you get your first summon, which is weird when you get it, but it those things are really cool. Yeah, they're they're very useful too, very powerful. And I will also say that the combat is much improved. It's more tactical. Yeah, there's more strategy involved where you want to position your character, trying to get those knockback chains going. So if you actually uh, have a have an enemy pincered between two guys. Uh, two of your own guys, you, if you actually do a knockback attack, you'll hit them, and the guy that's behind them will also hit them back towards yep. you. 
and then it'll do uh, significantly more damage. So positioning your characters in such a way where you want to get these position uh, uh, these advantages is actually very important, especially uh, against certain like battles where you're either under leveled or boss battles where bosses like taking multiple turns in this game for whatever reason. Yeah, but you That's can like a thing that they them. do. You can steal them once you unlock the fart. Type yeah, yeah, power. yeah. The farts. Yeah, those those are pretty good, but they do have a cooldown, so they're not too overpowered. Oh, but they sure, are useful. Sure. Yeah, that's why. Um, that's why once you get the ice power, you you freeze them to lose a turn, and then you fart to pass their next turn, and then you get four free turns. That's pretty good. I don't think I. Are you talking about the pause power? Is that the ice power? No, there's when you get your second. When you're allowed to pick your second superhero power, one of them is elemental, and one of the uh, one of the attacks is a freeze. So you can freeze them in place where they lose a turn, and they also get damaged. Oh, that sounds pretty good. I'm going with the brutalist and cyborg right now. Okay, well you'll get more, and eventually you'll be able to mix and match um, a la carte. So. Yeah, I figured I want to pick a range, uh, but I I don't like the fact that you only have four slots for your yes, skills. Yes, that sucks because one, very, especially very once you get to the point where you can mix and match four different you know abilities, then you've mm-hmm. got like sixteen attacks and you've got to pick four of them, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they decided to do that. There's so much flexibility in the combat to be had, but having to pick only four really limits it. It feels like they think maybe the people that are playing this game are too dumb. To be able to like juggle too many attacks at once, but I'm not sure what their logic is. But it's pretty foolish to give so many options and then limit how many you can bring into combat. Yeah, That's I would dumb. like I would like to have seen at least six available, but four feels really too few. Yeah, there's basically all you had to do was just hold down the left trigger, and then you got another four set. Uh, skills, right? And yep. that's all. That's all you needed to do. Very, very simple. But no, you only have four, so that's that's silly. Uh, but I will say that the pacing of the story and how it unfolds is uh, less interesting. I feel a little, it's a bit more padded than it was before. Yes. Because you had the in the in the first game you had this objective of getting the stick of uh, stick of truth and everything revolved around that. But now in here you're kind of like just helping out your fellow superheroes for whatever well, purposes they need. That's that's the beginning. Um, it, it opens up a little later. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten to that point where it, it does open up, but uh, just the main overarching story, it takes long to get there, first of all, doing, doing those helpers yes, uh, stories, and then and then when you finally get to the main arc of the story, I don't think um, it's, as, it's as interesting or compelling as the first one. I, I feel like that game would have done, like, a lot of people are excited because, you know, it's like 20, 25 hours to play through the game. I think if they'd have trimmed it down to the length of the first game between, you know, 12 and 15 hours, I think that game would have benefited heavily from that edit. Because you're yeah. right, that opening sequence, like, just getting through the first day is way longer than it needed to be. Yeah, it's um, it's just like a long, elongated series of tutorials, really. Yes, and, the, and, and there's uh, too many of them. Like, spread some of those out over the separate days. Because I feel like every buddy helper you go help, like, oh, well, here's a new thing you can do. And it's like, okay, I get that, but I don't know. It just felt like there was too much in the first day, and it lasted way too long. Yeah, certainly too much hand-holding, perhaps. I'm not sure what Ubisoft is thinking about the audience for this game. This is not a game for little children, you know? This well, is a no. game for adults, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know why they decided to dumb down the uh, the intricacies, uh, obviously, of the combat, limiting the uh, the skill, and also kind of hold, you know, hand-holding the player to the first day for so many hours yeah. of doing this, when you could have just, you know, it was like, bam, 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 that's, that's all you need to know, just go, you know? 
Yeah, especially uh, if you're coming into this game, most likely you've played the first one, and there's a lot of repetition in what they're showing you. Like, the fast travel system, like, it overly explained that. Like, I got it, man. Like, hit these points, fast travel between them. You know, you know, describing the map, which it's the exact same map as it was from the first game, barring a few new areas. I get that. Um, also, the point of the mini-map, I, I don't get it. Like, you hold it, and it's too damn small to see anything anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You always press, like, triangle or whatever the button it is. Yeah, just take me to the full thing, up. because the mini-map is useless. I, that doesn't show me anything. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, some weird decisions here and there, for sure. Uh, I like the game still. But I think I I enjoy the um, outside of the combat. I think I preferred the the first game more uh, in general from what I've experienced so far. But I hope it'll still have some surprises in store. Um, I'll play more of it for sure. But not not quite as good as I'd like. But still pretty solid. It's still pretty solid. It's weird. Like I didn't think I would use this word to describe this game, but it feels like the safest route they could have went. Like that game feels super safe. It feels like they. They took a lot of what worked in the first game, made some new jokes. Uh, I mean, obviously the writing is still really well done, mm-hmm. but it just feels like they didn't... Outside of the combat, they just didn't take very much chance, and I feel like the combat almost feels secondary to the game. It feels like a really long episode that gets interrupted by some some combat. I yeah. feel like it could have been more in the forefront. Yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree with you. Uh, but I do hope to finish that game eventually, but the Dragon's Dogma takes precedence first. I will say, uh, oh, and I do want to have one conversation about, uh, Joe, are you here, man? Sure am. Okay. I want to have a conversation about Destiny 2. Not so much in the way where, what we're doing and what we're accomplishing in the game, but so much in the way what, more so than even the first one has is such a sharp decline of players base. It's lost like 70% of this player base since the launch week. Yeah. And yeah. for I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's me, Ryan, Drew, that's Sophie, that's John, basically everyone in the in the in the M4G crew is basically just gone like from the game. And the thing about it is that, like Sophie for example played Destiny for for like a, over a year, right? Well, longer played, than I did. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these people that I know that fell in love with Destiny, they just kind of kept kept along with it. And we all proclaim that Destiny 2 is a better game than the original Destiny and the way it launched, right? We can all agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for the mo- most part. Okay. But why the sharp decline in player base? If it's a better game than the first game, and the first game did very well in uh, player uh, retention. Why is it? Why are people just falling off left and right? What's the lack of interest here? Uh, the in-game content is garbage. But the in-game content in Destiny 1, especially after it launched, was way worse than even this. Yeah, yeah but, now, but, but now people have already played Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've already not, been burned once. So. It's, not a, um, it's, not a, it's not different enough. Right. It feels like people aren't giving Bungie the benefit of the doubt that they gave them with Bungie, I mean, not Bungie, uh, Destiny 1. It feels like people were more patient and willing to wait longer it was for their first. It was their first try at it, you know? It was their first stab at that genre, but now they've had, you know, what has it been, two years, three years since Destiny 1? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been almost four years, I think. So Three. It's time, it, like... You need that. You need more stuff. 
and you didn't yeah. you didn't have enough when Destiny Two launched. Here, here's something Destiny Two doesn't have that Destiny One did, mm-hmm. and what kept people grinding for guns and stuff like that was that every gun in Destiny One had a role on it, meaning it didn't have the exact same skills. Every gun in Destiny Two has the exact same skill, no matter what. So, anytime I got, I don't know, let's say a Lincoln Green, which is a legendary pulse rifle, it's always going to roll with the exact same skills. When in Destiny 1, I could have got a a Lincoln Green, and it would have a different set of skills. That was the whole point, was that you were trying to perfect your role, trying to perfect the character. And in this one, they took out a lot of the, the randomness of it. Um... But the loot itself has changed completely. So in Destiny 1, everybody was trying to get loot because... Or they, they, they were frustrated with the game because nothing would drop. Now, in Destiny 2, they fixed that by saying everything drops, but now none of it's significant. Yeah. yeah everything, I mean, everything is balanced for PvP, which means that every single gun in this game can't be overpowered. They should What they should have done was made PvP completely separate... From the PVE, but instead they had to make it together, and so you can't have these overpowered builds or these crazy overpowered guns because it would ruin the game in multiplayer. And they fucked it up once again that way. Because I mean, let's think about it. Uh, I've played tons of Destiny One, and there was a point where oh, there's two shotguns in the game that are really overpowered in PVE. We're just going to nerf all the fucking shotguns. And that's what they did. And and that's what they're doing in Destiny 2 right now is we can't have any gun be overly powered because it may be used in PvP. So my big problem with it is that um, as soon as I got to power level 260, it became so... Number one, it was tedious to get there. But at least I still felt like I was making progression. Um, the grind from 265 to 269 was awful, and it turned me off the game completely. And that's that's the biggest thing is that power level. I kept getting a whole, a whole bunch. Of, I kept getting a whole bunch of 265 crap that I couldn't even use to improve the stuff I already had. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is everybody is so blown away by getting that higher number. When the number doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I go into a Nightfall strike as a 304, and then we tag along like a 270. He's basically the same as me. Yeah. Like, he's, he's contributing mostly the same thing. The The change is very nominal. And it's one of the one of the best parts of being really powerful in an MMO is going back to those old zones or going back to those enemies that gave you trouble when you were lower level than just annihilating them. It's fun, yep. you know. It's something that you enjoy to do, and items that you might have missed, something that had some unique uh, customization to it, or something they can go pick up and explore. But there's none of that. Every every enemy, you know, scales to your level, so you never feel too powerful, which is something that shouldn't really be something uh, that you should say about an MMO in particular. So I think we can draw down the two parts as the. The kind of neutering of a lot of uh, power and intricate abilities of skills and uh, weapons due to the uh, the PvP and how it conflicts with the PvE element. And also the content uh, and the 
actually, I guess the grind of leveling up uh, your power level not being all that interesting. Yeah, uh, those those two parts. Yeah, it's, um, I found it okay because I'm you know I'm okay with just doing like public events over and over again as long as I have a decent chance at upgrading. But I spent a week, like week one one week. Well, recent no, that's this is actually the second week now. I was at three four three or four last week, and all I needed was a chess piece of a level 300 and then I would be at the cap I would be at 305 and that's when I was going to say like okay I can just put this game away and not even boot it up during um, reset time I didn't get a single chest trap uh, among all my like engrams of that week for the resets which is which there are like 8 or 9 of and then I did it again this week 8, 9 of I didn't get it again so I was like uh, you know what it it feels like they're just kind of dragging along that carrot right in front of me like visibly with their hands showing and then there's no point to it. Even if I get there, yeah, it's nice that I'm at the maximum level, but like just like Drew pointed out, what doesn't matter if it doesn't actually have any effect on my actual power? So where does where does Destiny 2 go from there? Do you just stop playing, hope for some big content drop later down the line? Uh, I'm going to get rid of mine. Mm. You didn't buy the season pass or anything, right, Ryan? No. Uh, Drew, you have, right? I well, They gave it to me, yes. Okay. So, well, in, in your case, I suppose you're probably going to stick around with the game and then check out the season pass stuff. As it I, will, I will probably do that, but I'm not going to play it in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. There's no need. I mean, they made the grind especially difficult and long, and they also didn't make it rewarding. So why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. And also, you know, when that expansion pass comes out, the first thing that drops is going to be way higher. Way level better profile. than anything I ever yeah. could get. Yeah, so it's just kind of a moot point. It's not, it's not rewarding the players that are really sticking with it. Like it should really give bonuses to people that are able to reach that three hundred five, which takes a lot of time and effort to get to, and and some luck as well. Uh, and they're not really doing it. And the PvP, man, I, I don't know about, I don't know what's about what's about Destiny like PvP, but I legitimately don't like the PvP. I do fine. I'm always like two or above kill ratio, and I do well and I contribute, but. I just don't have fun with that PP. It's just boring to me. And I know some people love it. I under, I don't understand I'm why. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of it either. Honestly, I played some of it and I did the what's it called the Iron Banner thing or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not a huge fan of it either. It's just kind of generic. I haven't yeah. logged into that game in two weeks. Yeah, you're probably going to remain that way until the expansion pack comes out. Like what in December or something December like that, right? Is when it's supposed to hit, yeah. Dude, that's so far away. It is, that's... but let's let's be honest about this. Between now and December, are you really going to touch Destiny with everything else coming out? No, I'm not. But, I mean, that's that's why I'm getting rid of it. I, I, I don't I don't intend to go back to it honestly because um, there's so much other stuff that I need and want to play. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't think that uh, December is a bad time for that DLC because if they put it out at the end of October or even during November, it's going to get even less traction because nobody's going to care because you know Call of Duty, Battlefront, Need for Speed. Assassin's Creed, Mario, you know, nobody's going to be talking about Destiny for the next month and a half. Well, I suppose that's fine. Every game has its uh, time in the limelight, right? Sure. And then you kind of have to let it go. But a game like Destiny, which is trying to play itself as a pseudo-MMO, it lives and dies by its player base. It's not a game that you can play by yourself and have a lot of fun with. So when you don't have people to run your Nightfall, when you don't have people to run your PvP or your like raids, then the game is dead. 
And it's a very hard sell for people to not play a game for two months and then come back to it later. It's uh, it's difficult. So that was the other thing, and I don't know. It's very possible that I just screwed something up. But so I did a couple of the strikes, um, and I just let it partner me up with randoms. Um, then I tried to do the same thing for the nightfall strike, and it just dropped me into the strike by myself. Um, obviously, I, I did not succeed. Uh, the, yeah, the nightfall has to be done with the guided games. Yeah, which is silly. Just partner me up, just like you did for the other strikes. Yeah, it's not even like, that hard, be- man. Because of that, I didn't even get a chance to play Nightfall Strike, or um, uh, I never did the raid either. But I'm I'm okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a bummer because we were we were fairly high on the game when it came out. I know Ryan, you were playing I, I a was. lot. Yeah, yeah, I was very high on it. It just um, it got boring real fast. That's that's the thing is like uh, I think we're all looking at it as an MMO, and I know they try and play it off as an MMO, mm-hmm. but this game is you play through it, maybe do a little bit of multiplayer stuff, and then you're kind of done. Uh, because I mean, the, the, I, I would I, I would greatly say that I put probably sixty hours in this game, and I think that's my money's worth. You know, if I I mean obviously I, I didn't pay for it. Yep, so I definitely I, got my money. My I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say that Destiny 2 is a failure of a game, because it's not. I think anybody who bought this game at launch probably had a pretty decent time and got yep. their money's worth out of it. But Absolutely. as far as lasting appeal, it's there's nothing there yeah, for I'm you. Just, I'm done with it at this yeah, point. It's, right? it's like if you went and bought Halo 4 or Halo 5, <clears> you played through that story mode. Sure, you may have got your money's worth out of it, played a little bit of multiplayer, but now you're done. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing. I played through the campaign in Destiny. I had fun. Played it for about 25, 30 hours. I, I feel like I got my money's worth, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the important part. But the thing about uh, a lot of people uh, really feel like because of the illusion that this game is an MMO, they feel cheated even though they got so many hours. Because there are some people that buy that one or two game per year, right? And that's their, that's the game that they're going to be playing. They'll pick up like a FIFA, they'll pick up like a Call of Duty, and that's it. That's their gaming for the year. And that's cool, man. You could, you can put hundreds of hours in, uh, into one game. But I don't think Destiny 2 is is one of those games. No. Uh, no. It's, not, it's not one of those games where you want to put hundreds of hours into it. Not going to be having a lot of fun. Unless you're super into PvP, then sure. I think you can have an enjoy out of that. Um, and that's fine. Like I, I paid, um, I rented it originally, and then I just ended up buying it because I was holding on to it for so long. So I ended up paying like $40, and I was like, eh, I don't feel cheated for having picked that up. I don't think anyone here does. Like, Ryan, you, you don't feel cheated, do you? Nope, not at all. And, uh, yeah, Ken, like, what did you do? Did you, like, trade it in or something? No, no, they sent uh, two digital copies, so I got oh, it for okay. free. But if I'd have paid 60 bucks for it, I wouldn't have felt cheated at all. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the important thing. I think we have to get over this illusion that Destiny 2 is supposed to be a game that you're supposed, you know, you're allowed, you know, you're gonna have a lot of fun playing for thousands of hours. It's not a World of Warcraft, you know, it's not, it's not a Guild Wars, it's not an MMO, truly like Final Fantasy 14. And you're also not paying a monthly subscription. No. So when you remember these facts, then it's not that big of a deal that people are falling off. But it does kind of suck for those people that are really dedicated and that are not getting rewarded for their time and uh, put into the game. So. Well, we'll have a conversation about these kind of games later in a little news story that I'm sure everybody's going to talk have an opinion about. Okay. Uh, but uh, move on. Anything else? Uh, well, I. I'm going to be reviewing Hob, but I'm kind of mainlining Dragon's Dogma, so I haven't booted it up yet. 
But I looked up some stuff on it, and uh, apparently made by Runic Games, the guys yes. that did the Torchlight. I want to play yep. this game when I get some time, because it looks like Runic's take on Zelda, and I think that's really cool. Oh, that's just... Those guys are very talented. Um, did I play a lot of Torchlight 2 with you, Drew, or someone else here? Uh, Maybe. I know me and Dave played a shit ton of Torchlight 2 together. Oh, Torchlight 2 is an amazing game. It's fucking way. fantastic. Yeah. One of the best, like, Diablo-esque games of all time. Obviously, you know, made by the developers that made the original Diablo game in the first place. Yep. And so much talent behind that studio. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, playing this game after Dragon's Dogma. But that's it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing Hob when I get some time. <laughs> <laughs> see you next year, Ken. Yeah, I'll see you next year, Hob. Sorry. Maybe in December. Maybe I'll get to it in December. Uh, so, Wombat, what you been playing? Yes. So... Not much of anything. All right. Um, since I stopped playing Destiny Two, <laughs> I, uh, I I haven't. I'm at a point where I do not. I just do not want to even boot up Destiny. Like it's weird. Um, I went from really wanting to play it a lot to my interest in it completely fell off a cliff. Um, to the point where the thought of playing it is like, ugh. Yeah. So. Um, and I'm I'm at a point where I don't want to start up anything new because I've got Assassin's Creed coming on Friday. So um, I've just been kind of tinker around, tinkering around with some stuff that I had started and never kind of went back to. So I played a little um, uh, Elder Scrolls Online and um, some Just Cause Three and um, baseball, just some stuff like that. Just side stuff that I can use to keep myself busy until Friday. Is uh, Elder Scrolls Online a monthly pay thing? Nope, it's not. Oh, okay, cool. Nope. And actually, um, it goes on sale all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's on uh, sale right now. It's like 15 bucks at Best Buy on PS4 and Xbox One. I think yeah. it's a part of the Humble Bundle as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's been... I mean, it's I've seen it as low as 10 bucks. Okay. Um, so, is, I mean, it's... There's know, a lot of stuff to buy in that game, though. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of microtransactions, but none of it that you need. It's a lot of cosmetic stuff. Sure, sure, but the expansions you have to pay like for, right? Well, you, there are expansions, yep. Um, but the nice thing is you can um, um, you can um, you can buy those with crowns too. You earn those in the game, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you can earn them in the game or not. I just mean if, like, if you buy a pack of crowns, so you can buy some. Um, cosmetic stuff and then you don't end up you know you end up not buying enough or whatever you can still use those crowns to buy expansions with as well mm, okay so it's like but i don't know game, that you earn them it's like the in-game currency that you can buy with real money i guess yes i okay. think so okay but yeah i don't i played but, that game back when it first came out i haven't played it since the expansions dropped so but it, it's i mean it's one of those things where if you like um uh if you like elder scrolls it's um uh, it's 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 a fun um, it's another fun entry in that series. At least is the way I look at it. I don't look at it um, as a serious, you know. Oh my god, I'm going to spend hundreds of hours in this MMO and invest a whole lot of time, effort, and money in it. It's really just kind of a, uh, a, a an Elder Scrolls side story to me. Is the way I look at it. Cool. But uh, that's pretty much it. All right, I'll wrap it up. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, I did the big three last week. 
We talked about South Park. Um, I went back. I, I did the same thing Ryan's doing. I've got you know three games coming on Friday that I'm excited to dive into. So I went back and I've been playing a bunch of Steam World Dig Two. Um, that game is really good if you haven't played it yet. <laughs> uh, what platform are you playing on? I played on Switch. Okay. Um, but yeah, that uh, I just I just keep getting like it, the pacing of the powers that it gives you is just perfect. Like every time I I get kind of tired and you know of of what I'm doing, like it gives me something new that I can then use to go back and and pick up some of the stuff that I missed. Um, I love the look and the art style of that game. Uh, the controls are just spot on. He's a little floaty when he jumps. Oh, sorry, she's a little floaty when she jumps. But um, other than that, I'm I'm really enjoying that game. And it's got some clever puzzles, some good Metroidvania style backtracking. Um, just just overall, just a really really fun game. Uh, and I'm glad that I took a chance and played it because I never played much of the first one. So. But no, really enjoying that. Uh, I'm playing another game that's not out yet, uh, but I, I can't talk about it. But I, I want to say, even with everything coming out this week, don't sleep on the Mummy Demastered. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, if you if you have interest in Contra and Metroid, you need to look at this game on Tuesday. That's the way forward thing, right? Yes. yes. Shantae people? Yes. And Shantae's a good game. I'm sure it's another good 2D platformer thing. Yeah, don't sleep on this. It's why they decided to put it out this week. I will never know, especially since it's a licensed game, which is weird. It's a weird thing that should not exist, but don't sleep on it. It's, uh... I've been playing a lot of it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I played, um, I ended up taking Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, did you? Because we when got did, it. When did that even come in? We got it Friday afternoon. I emailed Justin. I said, Fire Emblem Warriors is here. I was like, I know you're reviewing three other games and you've got Assassin's Creed on your plate coming up next week. I'm like, I didn't get Mario, so I'm kind of open right now. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if you want me to take it, I will. And he said, yeah, go ahead, because, you know, he's in the middle of three games and he's got another big one coming this week. So I took it. Um. I don't know anything about Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played any Fire Emblem games? Never whatsoever? played a Fire Emblem game. Wow. So, you died some Fire Emblem games. Okay. So I don't know any of these characters. So I have no reference for these characters. Um, but this 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 is a Koei-ass Musou game. That's, okay. Uh, the only thing I've noticed is uh, it's got some of the... Um, I think it was Samurai Warriors that started doing this where you could switch between characters on the fly. So you can have like four characters on the battlefield at once and you can strategically place them around to uh, overtake different areas and then you can swap between them simply by pressing the D-pad to switch between characters. Uh, it's very colorful, very fast. Um, frame rate's really rock solid. Uh, it's got that anime style. It reminds me a lot of Hyrule Warriors look because it's very cartoony. Um, and it definitely has some really crazy outlandish super moves. I'm sure that people who play Fire Emblem get these super moves, but to me they just look cool. Um, I know there's one character that turns into like a flying horse or something and just mops the battlefield with him. Um, but no, it's... Uh, the one thing I did notice about this game is it's very customizable, tailored to the way you want to play. So when you boot up the game, you get four options. You get your difficulty select, you get... 
I'm, I'm going to forget some of these, but uh, you can choose so that the pace of the game is either faster or slower. And if you want the pace faster, it skips over um, a lot of the windows that pop up to tell you what to do. So if you're kind of accustomed to the Musou games, you can just kind of breeze past that stuff. And when it pops up, you can just like press left on the D-pad um, to bring up the tutorial window if you want to know more detail about what you're doing. But, I mean, it's standard standard Musou stuff. You know, lots of XXYY attacks. Lots of uh, mowing down 6,000 enemies in one level kind of deal. But I think it's I think it's going to fall into that same category that Hyrule Warriors did. If you're a big Fire Emblem guy, mm-hmm. then you're going to really enjoy the kind of the um, the fan service that's here. Uh, the story lets you pick initially at the beginning between two characters, a prince and a princess, who both act like they don't want to be they don't want the crown, um, and those will be your either or will be your main character throughout the game, and then you get other characters that, like I said, you can swap on the fly on the battlefield. I've only played through the first two levels, so I don't know a lot about it, but it's a pretty solid Musou game. Okay, so if you're into Fire Emblem, you'll probably enjoy it. If you can stomach, you know, mashing buttons and pushing forward. I guess it just depends on how many Musou games you've played this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the nose. It's, it's a game made for the fans, right? Yeah, And like if you if you don't like Zelda for whatever reason, you probably wouldn't have enjoyed Hyrule Warrior. No. But since we all do, you know, that game, especially the music in that game. Yeah, it, it was speaks playing to good you. for the music alone. Yeah. Like, that that kind of stuff makes those games more tolerable. Like, I'm not I'm not into the mythology of the Dynasty Warriors games, so those games seem really drab and boring to me. <laughs> but, like, a Hyrule Warriors, which is essentially the same game as a Dynasty Warriors, the same shit, it's just got a different, it's got a different coat of paint on it. So, mm-hmm. th- this is the same way. If you are a big Fire Emblem guy, you're going to dig this. That's just all there is to it. So Okay. Good to know. But no, I, I'm sure I won't need to play a whole lot of that to write a review for it, but <laughs> I could literally write that sentence and that would be a good review. <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if halfway through the game it turns into like a first-person shooter? Can you, you wouldn't know. You know you wouldn't be able to tell the public. Uh, I don't definitely. know that I want to play oh. a first-person shooter made by Omega Force. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, man, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be first-person sword swinging. It's going to be what great. If, what if it was made by Omega Boost? Omega Boost. Okay, I'm in. 100%. That's my game. But no, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, I did go to the Super Bowl in Madden. Just a side note, Drew. Um, I played the Falcons. They made it on the other side of the Super Bowl. And they fucked up just like they did in the real Super Bowl. Oh, they, 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 I beat them ninety to ten. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid, <laughs> so fucking stupid. Ninety uh, to ten. Yeah, I I play a lot of that game. So okay, but it was fun. I I, I just thought you. I thought I almost nah. texted you a picture and being like, "Sorry, Drew," at the at the end game score. But no, I finally made it to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you something funny about football games and me. Uh, I'm generally fairly good at games, but when it comes to sports games, especially football games, I'm too impatient to punt on fourth. <laughs> so I always go for it. Always go for it. Sounds like me. <laughs> always go for it. Uh, uh, it's, the fir- it's the first quarter. It's fucking um, 20 yards. Fuck it. We'll do this. Yeah, for fourth yeah, and yeah, 20. I got fourth this. Fourth and 20. I got this. No problem. This is easy. And then, you know, I get sacked and 
yeah, it's, it's speaking speaking of football games. I didn't know this happened. I got an email, and truthfully, I would have responded to it uh, had we not been so stacked up on other games. But Mutant League Football dropped on the PC this week. I wonder what that looks like. I saw a video of it. It looks really good. <laughs> I want to play it. Care about that game? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mutant League Football was a Kickstarter game. I didn't know it was coming to consoles, uh, but I guess it <laughs> is. And I used to play the shit out of that on the Genesis. It was so good. But yeah, it uh, dropped this week. I got an email from one of our PR guys. It was like, you want a PC code for this? I'm like, oh, I do, but I don't have time. So yeah, that's kind of a little stealth drop. But anyway, let's talk about what is not stealth dropping this week. There's a lot of games coming out this week, which is weird considering that Friday has three of the biggest games of the year coming out, but there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, we'll just go down the list. Ken, Can before, you, before you do that, yeah. I have to mention this. So I'm looking at a video for Mutant League Football, right? Mm-hmm. The two teams uh, that they're showing off right here are the Dead Atlanta Vultures and the Nuke London Hatriots. There you go. There That's you pretty go. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I will play that game when it hits consoles probably next year. But, yeah. All right. Out this week, Chaos Child. Deer Hunt... Uh, go ahead. Uh, I think that's on uh, the same universe as the Steingate, Steinsgate games. Chaos Child, Chaos Head. I haven't played any of those because of the vastly different art style, but I, I've been told that the visual novels are actually pretty good. Maybe I'll look into them at some point. Go ahead. Deer Hunter Reloaded. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Hidden Agenda. I want to nice play that game. game. Yeah. Me too. Uh, if uh, if a code comes in, I'm not. I wouldn't be hesitant to take that up. Uh, what what is it? Now. What is it? This is that um, uh, that game where you play on your cell phone with your friends. Oh, you choose decisions made okay. by the people that did it until dawn. I got you. Yeah, I, I have some people that might be interested in playing this along with me. So I know they didn't send us a code for Gran Turismo. So yeah. Oh, we'll figure it out if they do. Okay. Uh, Just Dance 2018. Uh. <laughs> I gotta say it in this tone because I always think of it like this. But uh, the next game is Knowledge is Power. I <laughs> do. Uh, Knights of Azor Two: Bride of the New Moon. Uh, Wyatt is doing that. Yeah, said, Wyatt's right? reviewing that. It's his first. I hope that's good. The first one was decent. It was okay. It was okay. I, I think what I gave was it, it like again? a six point five. Knights of Azor Two. I don't remember that. It's, game. it's a it's a Gus game. Drew. Oh, okay. So it's a gust to hack and slash. Yeah. The hack and slash part was pretty good in the first one. Uh, Rapala Fishing Pro Series. Oh, snap. Snap, son. Welcome back to the fishing games. Uh, Rugby 18. Sing Star Celebration. By the way, there's it's a couple... A celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration, Bertrand. Uh There's a couple games uh, that are not on PC this week that have good names. This is one of them. Slay Away Camp, colon, Butcher's Cut. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'm looking that up. Slay Away Camp? Slay Away Camp, Butcher's Cut. Is that one word? Slay Away? Yeah, it's one word. Yep, there it is. There's a bunch of Slay Away Camps. Okay, well, this is just one of them, I guess. <laughs> the next game is called That's You. That's You. That's You. All right, the next one is another good name. The Inner World, colon, The Last Wind Monk. 
Wow. <laughs> the last wind monk? Is that like an avatar thing? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, the Mummy Demastered. Talked about that already. Uh, we Sing Pop. Lots of singing and dancing games. I was about to say, there. a lot of singing games. Uh, Yomawari Midnight Shadows. Uh, what is that coming out for? PS4 is what I've got this list up as. Yomawari coming off of PS4. I didn't know that. Uh, Numanchia. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, the way you said that almost sounded like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Numanchia. Numanchia. Come, come and play my game, Miss Numanchia. I'm uh, over here. <laughs> I'm right here. Come on. Uh, Little Nightmares Complete Edition. Was there DLC for that game? I, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a game that I want to finish, but I haven't. I, just, I got I got like three hours into it, but I didn't beat it. I want to I want to go back to it. Real Farm. We talked about that last week. Yeah, that's coming up this week. <clears throat> okay. Seems like Drew's kind of game. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't really. No, you, you love the farm simulators. I love that Remember? response. No, it really doesn't, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I just said it based on uh, how excited you seem to move <laughs> past the fact that we talked about it last week. Apparently, A E R memories of old. I don't know how you say that. Air, probably air. Air. I think the E A is. Damn it, Cohagen! Give these people air. Give these people air. You got what you want. Oh shit! Everything um, can go back to a Schwarzenegger film. They, they can. Did anybody see that poster floating around social media this week for Predator? No. Oh my oh, god! Oh, that lightning, lightning strike thing. The one where it's like it looks like um, it looks like an '80s feel-good family movie no. with Carl Weathers and Arnold on the front, and then in the background, and like a silhouette is the is the Predator. Oh my god, that thing! Okay, is I good. didn't see that one. I saw the lightning lightning strike one. Oh man, that one was good. Because Arnold's wearing like a polo and Carl Weathers is wearing a polo. It's great. It's great. Assassin's Creed Origins is out on Friday. Never heard of that one. As is no. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Man, I hope Wolfenstein 2 is good. Um, I think it will, sure be. It will be. Yeah, I think it will be too. But that's going to be a first part of next year game for me. So I don't know I'm just going to have to stay away from spoilers. Workle Worlds? Workle? Workle? Work, W-O-R-C-L-E. Workle Worlds. Ran by Steve Urkel? Yeah. Got any cheese? I'm just curious. Uh, Poi the Explorer Editions hitting Switch. Uh, along with Night Terrors, Red Out, Splasher, Violet, and Zombie Gold Rush. That's the what indie. The fuck? That's the indie jump for the Switch this week. And then finally, Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch. Woot! Well, so, I can pick out the stinker of the week, man. That's, nobody wants that game. Jeez. Uh, they made too many of these Mario games. I don't know who this guy is, but too many, man. There's, also worth, worth noting, Destiny 2 comes out on PC this week. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now the PC people are going to be disappointed. <laughs> they got at least a couple Ayo. weeks before they get disappointed. Okay. 
Yeah. You'll get your money's worth, but don't expect to be playing this in December. So PC games launching this week with excellent names. Record Store Nightmare. There's that. Uh, what else we got? Bygone Worlds, colon, Jerusalem. <laughs> okay. Here's here's a great game. This this is a great name for a game, and it should be a tagline for an Elder Scrolls game. The game is called I Am Overburdened. <laughs> <laughs> also a spinoff of Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, yeah. But it would need to be colon, Arisen. Dragon's Dogma, the thing I, th- I remember about it is there's food that spoils, and it always says, be sure to ravage the bowels. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that... I've probably eaten some of those while I'm running from something. <laughs> oh, but there you go. That's, man, you got a, you got some extra money. There's a lot of games coming out this week. There's, there's a few games coming out this week. So let's talk about some news. News, news, news. Destiny 2 Preload is available. So you can, you can boot that up, get them downloads. You can enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, Switch got an update this week, 4.0. It's got a few interesting features. You can now record videos up to 30 seconds. The caveat only supports four games. Wait, Why? really? Why would yep. you do that? Uh, that is weird. Apparently it's something you got to do on the software side, and of course the four games that are supported, you can probably guess what they are. They are the four first-party published Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, Zelda, Mario Kart, Pocken Arms, and Arms, I believe. Okay. Are. Ah, that's I'm kind ass- of a bummer. I'm assuming Fire Emblem will be on that list as well. I don't know. Uh, Final Fantasy 15's multiplayer expansion has been delayed to November. So there you go. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors DLC was announced. Will include characters from Awakening, Shadow Dragon, and Fates. Is this paid DLC yes, or what? Yes, these are post-game DLC packs. Um, Xbox One X commercial debuts tonight. Uh, we can't talk about it now because we haven't seen it, and then tomorrow when you listen to this, it'll have already aired. So whatever. It's a commercial, sure. Yeah, it's gonna. But uh, they're spending a lot of money on it. It's running during the Walking Dead and Sunday Night Football. So they Walking paid... Dead premiere today. Yes. Does it really? Um, yeah, the, I guess the spot comes back this week. So that's imagine the amount of it. money they paid for that spot. <laughs> that's that's very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 single player is uh, said to be between 5 and 7 hours long. So there's that. The Switch update also added the ability to transfer saves between systems. Um, the caveat again, you have to have both systems to transfer the save. So. Yeah, that was one of the dumbest things when I was trading in my 3DS. It's like, can I just sit at the GameStop for like three hours while this transfer's over? It's so dumb. Street Fighter V has announced a new set of DLC costumes in the sports line. So there's that. Mm. Those, I didn't know those costumes were $4 a piece. They're pretty pricey, man. That's fucking insane. Uh, the Peach Amiibo for Super Mario Odyssey will allow you to dress up Mario in a wedding dress. Also That's... worth worth noting, if you don't remember, all of the Amiibo functionality in Mario Odyssey can be unlocked within the game. Oh, great. That's actually nice to hear. Yep. Uh, it's a slow news time, because, you know, just freaking games are coming out. Um... 
I'm saving the interesting stuff towards the end. Uh, new DualShock 4 controller. It's uh, it's orange. Any new functionality other than the cosmetic? No. Okay. It's uh, there was it's also orange. it's orange as shit. Can you eat the orange? <laughs> like super orange. You, well, you can... define can. Would it hurt you? Yes. Okay, then you can't. Okay. Uh, there was also a Switch controller update as well, which you have to do separately from the regular firmware update. They didn't ask me to do that. No, no, you. It doesn't. It doesn't literally ask you. You have to actually download it separately. Is it only for the Joy Cons or just the Pro controller? I think it's just the Joy Cons, right, but well, I'm fuck not the Joy Cons. They don't ever come off my system anyway. <laughs> but I don't know what the update does. That's the thing. It's like, why do you update the thing six? I don't know. Xbox software? updates the controller all the time, and I have no fucking clue what it does. I haven't updated my controller in I don't know how long. Well, the Xbox will actually ask you now because you can do it wirelessly. So it'll pop up and be like, this controller needs an update. So, The first uh, set of original Xbox backward compatibility games has leaked. There are 12 of them launching. You want to know, know what they are? Yes. Sure. There's, there's some good stuff in here, and there's some really fucking weird stuff in here. So Grab by the Ghoulies is one of them. Uh, Psychonauts is one of them. The original Ooh. Blood Rain um, pirates? Do you remember the pirates game made by Bethesda? Yep. Sid Meier? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, the the, the Bethesda one. Yep, yeah, that's one of them. Uh, Crimson Skies, of course. Fusion Frenzy, of course. Those were the two that were announced. King of Fighters Neo Wave. Neo Wave? I don't yeah. even think I played that one. That's a weird one. Uh, Dead to Rights. Red Faction Two. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Now the two most important games on this list. Ninja Gaiden Black and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Nice. Uh, I will say that Knights of the Old Republic has not aged well. Nope. I, I tried playing it like a couple years ago, but it's still a good game from a, from a narrative standpoint. Yes, yes. I will play that game again at some point because I love that game. Alright, for the big story of the week, and what I was referring to earlier that we would discuss later, the death of single-player game, right? Visceral Studios has been closed. Uh, If you don't know who Visceral is, they made the Dead Space games, and they were currently working on the single-player narrative-driven Star Wars game. So the studio's been shut down, everybody's been let go, and the game is being reworked into a games-as-service. Great. Because that's where games are going. Is it is it is it where games are going and the way where what is that what we're responding to positively? I feel I, like it's nothing but negative lately. You know what? People can respond however they want, but I'll tell you where the response is coming that are making people see this. The money. Yep. Agents of Mayhem bombed. Evil within not selling all that well. What do those two games have in common? They are single-player games without microtransactions or multiplayer. I think Agents of Mayhem in particular is a bad example because I think, personally, that that's a bad game that ran poorly. Okay, It's a poorly optimized, mediocre game. 
So it makes sense that that game wouldn't sell. Evil Within 2 is also a very niche genre of survival horror. So that game, if you expected that game to sell millions, you're delusional, first of all. Well, uh, I'm just I'm just pointing out that single-player games are not selling, and this is a combination also of the fact that a single-player game without DLC or microtransactions or multiplayer has nothing to keep somebody coming back to it, so the person pays 60 bucks, trades it in, and they're done. And considering how much games cost to make nowadays, there are not very many studios that can sustain putting 60, 70, 80 million dollars into a game for it to sell a couple hundred thousand copies. No, it's, it's a couple hundred thousand, yes, but the the quote that I remember from this story is that Dead Space 2, which I believe is one of the best survival horror games of all time in my book, sold about 3 million copies, and that was apparently not enough for them yeah. to, to make their money back. It seems to me that a lot of money, The, the one of the developers, ex-developers from Volition, pointed out that they spent about $60 million just in marketing that game alone. Yep. And and I feel as though they need to cut costs in the areas of marketing and make that more efficient. Because it feels bloated for not a lot of, not a lot of kind of, uh, I guess, advantage and positive effect. Because when it comes down to it, man, like getting your games in the hands of like popular like Twitch streamers and stuff like that early on does a huge boon, and that costs you nothing. Let's let's talk about that, too. Sure, sure. So Nintendo has changed their review policy. <laughs> and segue right into it. I don't think we're done talking about that. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll go, we'll, ahead, go, we'll go back to it. But Nintendo has changed their review policy because they sent out copies of Mario and Luigi Superstar for the 3DS, and one of these smaller sites decided to dump the ROM onto the internet. It wasn't me, I swear. Well, they know who it was. That person yeah, will be sued. Uh, but now that means that uh, outside of the big, big boys, nobody is getting Nintendo games early. That's a, that's a kind of a extreme reaction, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, considering you know who did it. Yeah, if they didn't know who did it, I could understand their reaction more. But they have, obviously, barcodes and things attached to each game that they send out. But they know who gets what copy. So when you dump a ROM of a game, that still sticks around. You know, that, that copyright uh, information, well, they when, can track it down. When you dump a ROM, it um, it writes your serial number to the ROM. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> ways to get rid of that, but I guess the person wasn't smart enough to do it, which is really stupid. Did they say who did it? No, we haven't found out who did it. It was a small site. Um, but they haven't specifically said. But he's um, he's he's in a shitload of trouble. Yeah, yeah, he should. yeah. He should be shooting his pants. Is what he should be doing. Yeah, was it worth he's it? He's calling himself a damn good lawyer. Is what he's going to need to do. <laughs> was it worth it? Probably not. Worth it for what? Like, was he? His fifteen he's minutes not making of internet money fame. out of it. It's fifteen minutes of internet fame, baby. I have a lot of upvotes from things in here and there. I tried to you know, trade them in for money. I haven't found where to do it yet. So if you guys can refer me to the right place, I'll, I'll go ahead and catch those in. But, Hell uh, yeah, I got my... Not very useful. I'm going to get my internet paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I have over 10 million likes, so I'm just waiting for the check to clear. Yeah, and you know. Uh, good. My tweet uh, reached 6 million people, so uh, give me my money, boy. Well, Nintendo, I believe, will, you know come to the realization that not sending copies of games to reviewers and critics is going to have a negative impact on 
how the game is perceived because if there's like less reviews for some games, people are people tend to think or believe uh, kind of like when a game gets its review copies out on release date or there's very few publications, they're like, oh, those few publications are getting paid off. And, but, you know, they're getting mostly positive reviews. There's a lot of cynicism uh, to I, game journalism in general. Let's be real for a second, though. Sure. This is this is Nintendo that we're talking about. Yeah. Sure. It's not going to hurt them at all. No. Uh-huh. The, the, there, uh, people will still buy Mario without reviews. Oh, no, yeah. no. People sure. will still buy Zelda without reviews. Right? It, the Nintendo first-party stuff will sell. Regardless of whether they send they it out have, for review They have platforms to worry about, Ryan. So they have they publish a lot of games that's not first party. So in that way, they have to think about games that are not automatic sellers. Well, they can't. And not no, getting they, enough exposure out for them. Go they ahead. don't publish games that are not first party. <laughs> that's kind of the point of first party. They don't publish all these other games. This is just Nintendo well. What I mean is like for 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 developed by Nintendo themselves. Well, even there's then, a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, well, eh, Nintendo's only published like four games for the Switch this year, I think. Four or five. Well, Switch has no games, man. Switch's got a shitload of games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see indie games. The indie games are awesome on the Switch, actually. It's like the only games that I'm playing on so far. But yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo not sending out review copies early to Rise Point, it ain't going to do shit. It's just gonna. It's, it's gonna have a negative effect on small sites that relied on Nintendo getting those games to them two weeks early. But for Nintendo, it ain't gonna do shit. Mario's okay. still gonna sell out on Friday, regardless. If if you know, mom and pop NintendoWorld dot com doesn't have a impression piece about Super Mario, because you know what, that site's a Nintendo enthusiast site. Their ass is gonna go buy it, and they're still gonna talk about it on Friday. Yep. <laughs> But now they're going to actually pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of made... makes money out of it. <laughs> Nintendo actually made money out of it because those fuckers went out and bought it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we're underestimating the exposure of a lot of reviews and such, getting different opinions. Well, that's how I feel, anyway. I don't know. Well, maybe you guys are. Maybe it'll have zero effect. But it's very hard to measure, right? Like, how do we? How do we know? I I, I kind of don't know because again, I kind of feel like it's Nintendo, and the only site that's going to get any traffic on a Mario review is the one that gives it a seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Well, the the one that gives it a seven and the other one that gives it a ten. So no, there'll be plenty of tens. There's already been one, right? And there's only like has, two. Has reviews. there already been reviews out? Yeah, I know Famitsu and uh, Edge. I think have their reviews out, and I think Edge gave it a ten oh, out yeah, of ten. Yeah. Probably. So the ten reviews aren't going to get any traffic because everybody's like, "Well, of course it's Mario." Like, that's Nintendo fans talking, but you know. I mean, I saw I an I, I saw a Nintendo fan this week posting a picture of the Amazon sellers best sellers page because Fire Emblem was ahead of Call of Duty, and I'm like, what the fuck are we even doing? Like, what what are we even doing in life? So like, I'm looking at the published Nintendo published games for 2017. Uh, it's mostly first. Well, I mean, it's first party stuff, but you have some games. Like 3DS games, like the Fire Emblem Echoes, Metroid Samus Returns. Oh, sure, sure, uh, 3DS games. Splatoon yes. 2, like Splatoon 2, like ARMS, those kind of games aren't going to sell out, right? You need exposure for those kind of games. I don't, I don't know, Splatoon sold really well. Eh, I mean, it, it, everything on the Switch in the first year has sold fairly well. Yeah, but the thing know. about, again, though, the thing about Nintendo is there's a... Um, the, the the games are good enough and polished enough that there will be plenty of people shouting about how good they are, even if, to Ken's point, 
my my Nintendo reviews.com doesn't get a copy. No, I think obviously it'll have nominal effect for one site, but if you're talking like if only like four sites get their reviews out on you know on release date or before on release date, then I think it's it might have some negative uh, effects from the per- uh, perception of the public for why only you know some sites have reviews. Maybe they're hiding something or whatever. I feel like there's a lot of cynicism, like I said, in the gaming industry nowadays for right reasons. There's been a lot of shitty shit that's been going down. In the recent years, uh, especially. So, we'll see. I think the only way we'll know if it has any real negative effect is that Nintendo's going to be the one that's going to be the lo- doing, doing no- looking at the numbers, looking at the logistics of it all, and say, like, yeah, if it's not worth it, if it's having enough of a negative effect, they'll go back to how they were before. If they don't go back, and this is the, w- this is the way they decide to do things you know, going forth indefinitely, then we'll know that it had basically no effect. So, let's, let's, let's segue... Negative effect. I don't know if you heard, but a certain very popular video game forum is probably going away. Yep. So are we talking about um, NeoGaf? Yep. Yes. This exploded. It's going away. This exploded it's last night. Still not up. At least it was. It still wasn't up as of. Um... About five minutes ago, let me check again. Yeah, this exploded last night. So what happened was, uh, it turns out that there's really gross people in this industry. So the mm-hmm. owner of NeoGAF, if you don't know who he is, I think his name's Tyler... I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, but um, apparently he's a really nasty person who sexually harasses women. And okay. this came out last night through some pictures of some posts and texts and things like that. And apparently every mod that works on NeoGAF quit. Now the official <laughs> the official story on the mods quitting is um, that personal information got leaked out. Yes. And so a lot of them were jumping ship because they didn't want their personal information to get leaked out. Yep. Um, but yeah. So and the the you know the I think probably the most telling thing is that the because uh, I I'm on I'm on NeoGAF a lot and um, I actually while I think parts of that website are awful and uh, some of the users are awful um, their community sections are actually pretty good um, the areas where you have a bunch of folks who basically the community threads are basically the same people talking about the same topic but over time so politics or you know the witcher or whatever the specific topic is um and but the 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 a lot of posts regarding this situation were being uh, or threads were being locked and users were being banned and um the response all the threads that were locked were locked by what they call modbot which is basically a um an anonymous mod account that the the mods on the forum use when they don't want to um, be connected to a thread getting shut down. And they all said, they all referenced a statement that was going to be getting produced, that um, the owner of the site was going to produce a statement and everyone should wait for the statement and everyone should wait for the statement. And then the whole thing just shut down. Um, to the point where you can't even access it. It gives you a, a an uh, a five o was a five o three error every time you try to access it. Yeah, wow, it's this, uh, is, this is insane. Yeah, it's looking like this this thing is not coming back. 
there are already there are already forums popping up to take its place. Yeah, I'm sure because NeoGAF. Uh, I I've never I never posted there. I never had a membership there, but I know it's got millions and millions of members. The the most popular. Uh-huh. I, I think millions is probably overstating it a little bit. Well, I think they, they, well, like, they don't they don't let a lot of people in. You yeah, can, I think they can, had like two hundred two hundred fifty thousand. But really? you, I thought it was millions. Okay, go ahead. No. But you got well, but they get a million. They get millions of hits, right? Because okay. you can you don't have to be a member to lurk, right? You can True. you can read all you want to, but you have to have a you can't. So one of the things that calls the membership there is you can't have a like. You can't sign up with a Yahoo email address or a Gmail email address or something like that. You have to have an official work or school or um, like my account actually was under my ZT game domain email address. Yeah, because you had to have some sort of gaming connected uh, email address or something. Really, like that I, didn't, I didn't know it had any kind of exclusivity. Oh, it's extremely yeah. exclusive. It took me uh, when I submitted my registration request, mm-hmm. um, and it took—I think it was four years before I was approved. Four years? Yeah, yeah. I, I had basically tried to forgotten. sign up for citizenship or something. Holy I had shit. basically forgot that I had signed up for it. It's probably and all of a sudden I got an I got an email like, "Hey, you got an account now," and I'm like, wow. "Okay, cool." It's probably no easier to get citizenship than it is to get an account on NeoGAF. That's insane because I see the kind of caliber of people posting there, and they seem like assholes and did, dumbass. Did, did, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> there, I, thought, yeah, I thought they were just randos with Yahoo email accounts that make like eight different accounts <clears throat> to post, like you know, troll and stuff like that. No, but. and they're actually they have a reputation within the industry of being it's 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 incredibly hard to get an account, and then it's very easy to get banned. Yep. Um, and if you're a junior member and you get banned, it's forever. So it's um. It was it was certainly not your 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 bog standard. Everybody can sign up, wow. and everybody yeah, just creates a whole bunch of accounts. Fascinating. Um, I've been quiet this entire time. Go ahead. I only have one thing to say. Ding dong, the fucking witch is dead. <laughs> really, you hate Neo? <laughs> Drew, hate Neo Fuck, Drew hates Fuck Neo. Drew hates Neo. Why? It's a website. Yeah, it's a website full of fucking vitriol and and assholes. If you if you've been on that so, site again, then... there are there are large parts of it that that is definitely the case for. But there are there are there are quality people that post on that website as well. I'm sure there is, but any time I have been thought I ever thought of NeoGAF, it was negative because the people and most the majority the loud people I'll put it that way the loud people on that website were entitled and smug and just thought that they were God's gift to fucking gaming. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck these people, you know? And, and the secret they're to that, the secret to that website their exclusive was, fucking club. The, the secret to that website was to stay out of um, gaming and off-topic to- off and just stay in the community sections. Yeah, if you visit if you visited that website in the last six months, almost every thread would start off with, "Well, here comes the shit posting," because it would just it was just nasty in the gaming section of that forum. Yeah, I, I never I never never went to gaming. The, yeah, the only reason the, I the ever good, went the in the good there... threads there were were the they would have official threads when a game would come out where 
people who were really interested in the game would put together a big topic and then everybody would just basically stay in there and talk about the game as they were playing it. Yeah. Those those threads were usually pretty good. It's mm. the generic drive-by gaming threads or drive-by off-topic threads that were awful. Yeah, they were they were really bad. I would go there for the news and the discussion on games, but if you jumped into any thread other than that, it it was just like a fucking toxic dump. The only time I've ever even lurked there is when some other news story posted talking about a rumor. Because I heard there were a lot of credible people on NeoGAF breaking news before they were, you know, they were kind of happening. So losing that kind of, I don't well, know. A lot of that. them, Maybe that's good at the same time. A lot of them left. Yeah, they um, did. I don't know if you know a certain guy on Twitter named Shinobi. Yeah, but he was a huge insider, and he left because of the way that forum was. Wario started on NeoGaf, and yep. he easily he left. Yeah. So, so where did they go? They just, the Twitter. they just do Twitter. They just do Twitter on Twitter. Uh, follow, Shinobi, Shinobi started a blog. Yeah, yeah, Shinobi follow. started a blog, and Wario does Twitter, and yeah, just follow him there. That guy's got to be a robot too. He is a robot. That's the joke, right? Wario sixty four will post a fucking deal, and I don't. I think he blinks them into existence. Yep. The the only thing that I know about Wario, I don't follow him. I probably should because I I've seen a lot of his tweets on my timeline. Yes, but um, he makes gifts from press conferences before I see them happen. Yep, he is a robot. How the fuck did you make a gift that fast? That dude like, is Jesus. that dude is insane. Like, what does that man do for a living? I don't I, know. No. He used to do news for game trailers. That's the only real job I know that he's had because obviously he's very private, which is a good thing. Yeah. But he did news for game trailers. He also used to post the deals on Cheap Ass Gamer. Yeah. Until until they had a fight and then he left because they were pissed at him for some reason. I don't know. Like, that's not the guy you fire from your deals website. (laughs) No, God, no. He's pretty good. But then they, I've seen the same deal come from Cheap Ass Gamer Twitter as well as I've seen. Oh, yeah, but it's always after his, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, if you don't, if you like deals on video games and you don't follow Wario64, you're, you're fucking up. Yeah. I'm just saying. And he finds like some hellacious fucking deal. He'll find free shit. And like it yeah. just, it lasts for like 30 seconds before it's gone. But if you follow his Twitter, like, you will get everything that you want at the price you want it at. <laughs> but yeah, nah, it's fuck NeoGAF. Uh, I've I've said it for years. You know, as long as I've been doing podcasting, which has been uh, ten years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Do you think it's the platform that breed that kind of behavior, or it's just the kind of people that signed up there? What What do you? Wait. I think it's a little bit of both. I think because it's so exclusive, mm-hmm. people feel like they're entitled to stuff. They're and, in the you know, cool people, kids club. So. They're in the cool kids club, and they feel like they can say whatever the fuck they want. And then, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest here. It seems like gamers or quote-unquote nerds and geeks get upset over trivial shit and just want to share their fucking opinions with everybody. Like I, I've seen some like very hardcore mean stuff said by quote unquote gamers over bullshit stuff. Yeah, none of this stuff and I'm matters. Just like, it really I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Go get a life, man. Go do something mm-hmm. because you you get way too offended and upset over the most trivial shit. Yeah, I, I just I don't get it. 
So if NeoGAF is truly well and done dead, where are people going to go now? What's the alternative? What's like the Twitter. next next place? Just fucking Twitter. Twitter, yeah, because yeah. all the alternatives are awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Game Facts, but God, it's just. Oh awful. yeah, dude, I, I have I have like a seven or eight year old account in Game Facts. I only post there for very very specific gaming stuff. I also have some saves up there too, actually, and some. I never wrote a fact, but I did do some. I it's, did do a collaboration. Just, the, so, so, I um, again, there's there was a lot of awful stuff about NeoGAF, and quite honestly, it sounds like the the cre- creator of it was one of those awful things. Yeah, because um, it sounds like he's a real piece of shit. But um, the the one thing that I will miss if it's gone is the fact that they at least most of the time did a pretty good job of keeping the trolls away. Because, uh, God, just in the, like, just in trying to find news about it, because I figured we were going to talk about it today, I went to a couple of other different forums, and it's just like, I'm reading through it, and I'm like, God, this is just awful. Yeah, Who the fuck awful. uses forums nowadays, anyways? Yeah, yeah I'm true. over forums. It's been a long yeah, time. I, I get everything from Twitter. Like, like people seem to hate Twitter so bad, but <clears throat> everything that I know, like news stories that break, you know, gaming news, anything, it happens on Twitter first. And you can hate yeah. the platform all you want, but you cannot get a better source than Twitter. Yeah, yeah I, I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah, meeting people is super useful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I use it too much. <laughs> oh god, I'm just like one and done. It's like, oh, this thing is stupid. You're muted now. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 mean, but I do it all the time. Yeah, I think we all do. What are you talking about? Anyway. I'm curious how many people's muted me. Yeah, I've always wondered that. I'm mu- I muted you. No, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's secretly crying inside. You know. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You saw my tweet about the the Kung Pao thing, though. I did, yes, I did. You're then, right. Then he knows you didn't mute him. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, it's uh, hey, when there's no news, you got to make your own, right? Uh, this is pretty big stuff. I mean, NeoGAF is a big part of the gaming community. Well, there's been a lot. <clears throat> there's been a lot of this stuff cropping up lately, of just like some shitty people. And there's a tweet to us later yeah. about this scenario that I think all of us will have a really good answer for. I Good. saw I saw a great picture. Uh, it it was the the guy who's pointing at his head. Yeah, and it says uh, you can't get caught uh, uh, sexual harassment if you don't sexually harass people. Yeah, <laughs> true. So it's real simple, guys. Real simple. Yep. Don't Not be, being assholes. Don't be a piece yep. of shit. That's yep. pretty easy. Uh, anyway, yep. let's uh, let's do an email, Drew. This is for you. So if we if you weren't here, we weren't supposed to read it. Okay. This comes from Antonio. It says, if Drew is not on this week, then don't read it, and I will resend it for next week. Okay. <clears throat> Here's a story related to one of Drew's stories. When I was 19, back in 2005, I worked at Hollywood Video. It was early afternoon, a time when the store was usually quiet, when me and a female co-worker were idling around the register uh, recasing DVDs. Across the street was a Toys R Us, and right beside it, separated by a fence, was an adult bookstore. I just happened to be staring out the window when a guy who had an Andrew W.K. look to him walked out of the bookstore. As soon as he walked out, he stopped and zipped up his pants. (laughs) Then he proceeded to walk across the four-lane street towards Hollywood Video. 
Our store is on the tail end of a mini strip mall, and I swear that was the first time I had truly prayed that he would walk past our store. Well, he didn't. He came right in, walked towards the game section. I whispered to my female co-worker about what happened, and her eyes widened. At that time, we both grabbed a set of gloves and we clean, that we cleaned with and waited for him to approach the register. When he did, he held out his ID, and me and my co-worker gave each other a look that was so goddamn obvious. When he turned... When, the, when I turned my head back towards him, we were looking directly at each other, and boy, was it awkward. Obviously, being a male, I had to be the one to ring him up to save her from this horror. He rented a PS2 game, but I never remembered what it was. That was the first and last time I saw that guy. The only good thing about this story is that he did, that I didn't actually see him commit the act of masturbating, but sometimes you got to read between the zipper. Oh, I mean the lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Public masturbation is more of a thing than I initially thought. You know what, though? You never fucking forget it, man. (laughs) (laughs) When you see it, you never fucking forget it. I hope it never happens to me, Drew. I surely do. You know what, though? I pray it doesn't happen to anybody. I got to tell him, you worked at a video store? Guess what? Yeah. That wasn't the first time you had to cash somebody out who had just masturbated. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you had one of those sections in the back. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah, Whew. we uh, the, the only thing I remember is in retail was handling a lot of bra money and sock oh, money. Fucking bra money, man! <laughs> I got a always, July I afternoon. Be, I would always be super, <laughs> super, super obvious about getting a plastic bag, putting it on my hand, and then picking the money up off the counter. The only the only thing I can think of when you say that is the Chappelle show where he's like. Like he's playing with the bra and he's like oh, titty residue <laughs> how do you how do you know it's brahman the way it's crumpled that... no because they pull they it pull yeah, they pull it out fucking bra. yeah they just oh. reach down there you never had anybody do that no I never worked in re- I, I work wholesale but I never work retail yeah so I've never had people give me money out of their yeah out of their cleavage before they just, no. they just reach in with the fun bags and then pull out the 20 you know do they not have purses or any kind no, of pocket? No, they don't they carry, carry said cash. A lot of women's clothes don't have pockets, which is weird. That is very weird. Um, my my thing is, and this may be just how shallow I am. Anytime I've received bra money, it's never from an attractive. <laughs> an attractive. I like how they're like a, a set of person from one of them attractives. Oh, well, I'm just saying. You know, why has it got to be like a seventy year old woman? <laughs> You know, seventy-year-old bra money, really? Hey, maybe yeah. maybe she's a gilf that you like, Drew. I don't know. No, no, not at all. <laughs> you can just set that on the counter. I will get it later. All right. My thing is, it's just gross. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Nobody pretty. wants your sweaty, damp money. Oh, it's so fucking disgusting. I'm talking like it, like it, because it folds in your hand and shit, because it's so fucking wet. I'm like, oh, come on. We used to have a guy that would come in, and every single time he came in, he paid for his stuff with money out of his sock. Oh. And it's like, dude, that is so gross. I do not want your damp sock money in my register, in my hands, around me at all. So does he does he take off his shoe right in front of the register? No, 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 no. He just reach into. He'd have like crew socks on. Uh-huh. He'd just like reach into his sock. Did you like work in a bad neighborhood or something? No. Why do people carry money this way? No, yes, no, not really. <laughs> not people, really. There's just but... weird 
I mean, you can put a Walmart in any neighborhood and just go in there, man. Just go. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's the thing. Is like if you you want to see weird people, just go to your local Walmart. Yeah, just stay there for like twenty minutes. Just sit there. on a bench, and you will see somebody who's fucking weird. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen some very weird getups that people wear at uh, uh, at the Walmart that I've been. To. I don't go to Walmart often, but when I went there, I've seen some really funny. I, I I thought it wasn't Halloween, but it, it should have been Halloween with the stuff that I wear. I was I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I you know I got all my stuff. I went back to the parking lot, and I'm you know putting all the stuff in the back of my truck, and I just hear this like blood curdling scream coming from like across the street. So you know I just keep putting my stuff in my car and I keep looking around. There's a guy next to me uh, sitting in his truck, and like, he looks over at me, he's like, the hell is that noise? And we're trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. I just keep loading my truck. It keeps getting louder and closer and louder and closer. All of a sudden, this guy just walks into the parking lot, and he looks like a meth head. And Probably. He's, he's just screaming while holding his hair, just walking through the parking lot like, I thought it was like a haunted house across the street or something, but it was Halloween. <laughs> this is, it was fucking good. And the guy that's sitting in the truck next to me saw the guy walk by and he started laughing. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I got my stuff in my truck, got in my car, locked my doors. I'm like, I ain't taking no chances. <laughs> There's crazy people everywhere, man. It's true. It's true. I just, like, I got this, like, thought of you, like, Frantically looking around and loading shit into your vehicle. I was because <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like when I didn't know where it was coming from was the worst part because it kept getting louder and closer. I'm like, where the hell is it? What is I'm it? Like the, was it like at the night s- or during the day? <laughs> no, it was during the day. Yeah, that's the worst part. It's like this is happening during the day in broad daylight. <laughs> oh man, that was yeah, that was something. Let me tell you. No, I've, seen, I've seen some crazy shit. There's been some crazy motherfuckers that came through Quality Foods where I used to work. Alright, let's do some tweets. Mookie says, a very nice Southern Drew wisdom story indeed. Well, thank you. Uh, also, talking about Drew's story last week, Adam says, you can't win in another man's game. Legendary saying, Drew, cheers for that story. Thank you. Tate says, uh, any good horror movie suggestions? Saw Cult of Chucky on Netflix. Was actually good. The one scene with banter between three people was really funny. You'll immediately know it when you see it. It's the sequel to The Curse of Chucky, which I haven't seen. I put that in my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't uh, I watched saw the it. last, like, it was three. Actually, yeah, it was alright. I did watch... It's not really a horror movie, but I watched the, um... Oh, the Netflix movie, the one about the little kid... Um, what is Little it? Evil. Yeah, yeah, that that was really oh, good. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, everybody keeps telling me to watch the Babysitter. I haven't had time to watch it yet. I saw the Babysitter like yesterday. Actually, uh, it was okay. It wasn't like amazing, but it, it has some funny moments. I do like lore outside of the dude's voice. <laughs> Dude, that is that supposed to be scary? It's it's somewhat like it's based on real stuff, so it's kind of creepy. Right. Um, the movie that I want to recommend is also on Netflix, and it's actually this Korean horror movie called Train to Busan. 
And it's their take on this like zombie apocalypse looking thing. And not only is the the action really stellar, like the cinematography is fantastic, but the real emotion between this uh, this father and his estranged daughter and trying to get to some place safely during this really insane, insane like zombie apocalypse is pretty amazing. Uh, very it caught me by surprise because I don't actually watch a lot of Korean movies, but this one in particular uh, was very good. So Train to Busan, uh, check it out. I've got the two Stephen King movies on Netflix on my queue: the uh, Gerald's Game and uh, what's it, nineteen twenty-two? I think is what it's called. Nineteen twenty-two. Yeah, that what's one, that about? That one just started streaming. It's it's about some guy trying to hide. From what I can tell from the trailer, like he, I think he might have murdered somebody, and he tried to hide the body, and like it haunts him or something. I'll so, add it to my list. Yeah, those are two that I'm going to watch this week. Hopefully. I would suggest It Follows, which is also on Netflix. Yeah, I've got I, that on my... I've actually owned the Blu-ray that, and I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yeah. yet. Yeah, I also mirrored that statement. Uh, it Follows is actually very good. I've heard it's great, but I just, I don't, I've had it forever. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. So, And I bought the Nightmare on Elm Street collection because I want to re-watch those. Third one's the best. Yeah, I watched the first one already. Man, that movie series changed. <laughs> <laughs> that, sure first, yeah. that first one is a straight up like horror slasher movie, and from then yeah. on, it does not go back to that for a while. It turns into Mr. Goofy, yeah, running around. You uh, don't have any recommendations, Ryan. You're not a big fan of uh, horror I, movies. I don't like horror movies. Yeah. Uh, he I didn't watch the. I, I know one thing, and I know Ryan's gonna roll his eyes when I say this, but I'm totally going to see Jigsaw. Oh, I can't wait. Ugh. <laughs> you, you know what you're getting into with Jigsaw. Oh, of course. I, I love those yeah. movies. Like, I love all seven of the original and the fact that they're making another one. I don't feel it's necessary. Like, I feel like that story is done. But being a fan, I've got to go see it. So... Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, uh, During the last ten years, I've seen many gaming sites and celebrities rise and fall. What is your secret? And we said this earlier. Don't, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. It's, it's not, easy. <laughs> it's not hard. Don't be a terrible person. You can be an asshole, but just don't be a terrible person. You know, we've all been assholes. Yeah, that's true. For sure. But we don't, we don't just shit on other people. We don't treat other people poorly. It's not hard. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty much the same, uh, same secret to success in life. Yeah. Just treat people the way you want to be treated, and then you don't have to worry about it. And if you don't like somebody, just don't interact with them. <laughs> it's, you know, and don't feel like you're owed anything. You know, don't don't be shitty to people of the opposite sex. Don't harass them. It's not hard. <laughs> anyway. Uh, is the gaming industry as bad as the movie and music industries when it comes to sexual harassment? Probably. Probably. I mean, we're we're all, we're all humans, regardless of what profession we decide to you know uh, go for. So we're we're dealing with the same pool of people. So I, I imagine there's a lot of bad people working in the game industry, but at the same time, it's it's a weird thing because it's like a renaissance of people coming out. You know, talking about these people that have abused them in one way or the other. Well, so I think we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of uh, issues. Go ahead. I think it's, it's kind of that domino effect, right? Where yeah. It, 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 this comes out, and then it gets people talking, and so this comes out, and then it gets people talking, so this comes out. So yeah. I think you're right. I, don't, I think it's only beginning. I think there's going to be a lot of 
a lot of folks who are going to be exposed as dirt bags. Yep. I hope she's good. They should be exposed as dirt bags. Absolutely. I hope uh, both industries will benefit and come out better at the end of all this after a lot of these people kind of get their comeuppance, right? Get the yeah. yeah, get get their right justice done. But at the same time, there's still going to be people that are in the weather, hiding in the shadows, or covering their tracks really well. But that's just how it is, man. There's a lot of human beings that are just shitty. It's just, yep. it's just unfortunate, but true. The, the more of them that get outed, the better, truthfully. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we just don't need that, those kind of people around. It's just, it's just toxic. Yep. Uh, Anthony says, Ele- Elix, sorry, it's pronounced Elix, uh, is a really interesting RPG. Disappointing it had to come out now when the market is at its most saturated. That's that game that Justin reviewed, right? Yeah, Piranha yeah. Bytes made it. Piranha Bytes, so it's you can expect the Western European jank. Mm. But I hear it's not terrible. Yeah. yeah it's the not. Risen games were not terrible. No, they weren't. They just, like everything else, they're overly ambitious for what the, that developer is particularly able to accomplish. Yeah. And I, I, that's kind of what I hear from Elix, so it's, you know... Kind of par for the course. If you like Piranha Bytes and what they do, you're probably going to enjoy this game. Uh, he says, but it is super compelling. The world's social systems are already more compelling than the cookie-cutter people in the Elder Scrolls games. So, There you go. Charlie says, if you could travel to anywhere in the world to see or do something akin to what you play in video games, where would you want to go? Anywhere in the world where you can go and do something akin to video games? To what or you, see something. Or, yeah, mm. to what you play in video games. I don't know about mm. video games. I always like to go to New Zealand because some of the stuff in Lord of the Rings was kind of amazing. Yeah, but fuck those animals over there. God damn. True. It's like a poisonous everything every two steps. <laughs> well, it's not Australia. That's... No, no, no. Australia's the worst, but still. Yeah. Ah, I can't. I can't deal with a garter snake in my backyard. You can fucking poop my pants and go to Australia. <laughs> Give me a flamethrower, then I'll go to New Zealand. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, the, the only place that I've ever wanted to really, really go is, like, the countryside of, like, Ireland. You know, or Scotland. Mm. Like, those places just look really, really fun just to walk. Like, take a hike down. Mm, the, does outer space count as world? Because I like to go to outer no, space. No, that's, that's off the world, Jay. I don't know if hey, you man. know anything about... Hey, man. You know. Okay, let's not, let's, not, let's not be, you know, very specific about the lingo here. Part of the world, of the known world, is also outer space. No, we that's, know about that's other part planets. of the known galaxy. Part of the known world no, is everything contained thing. on Earth. Same thing, man. It's hey, on, man. It's on Earth. Outer, Earth. outer space, it's touching the atmosphere, is basically the same thing. So, I'll go to outer space. Zero G sounds really cool. I want to I wanna actually feel zero G. I want to wash my hair in space. Water in space is a fucking nightmare, I dude. know. That'd be, that's why it would be so cool. Yeah. It's but, like, uh, yeah, I, you're just, just kind of floating around in uh, zero G, just hanging out, doing stuff, looking out onto the Earth from <laughs> outer space. That sounds like a blast. I would love to do that. Hanging out, playing Nintendo. God. I wonder if you'll have that aspect because you know there are. If you're rich enough, you can go to outer space now. You don't. You don't need to do it with NASA anymore. So uh, mm. maybe in twenty, thirty more years, it'll become more affordable for everyone. And I'll do it then. By that time, I won't be able to walk, so I can just float. Exactly, man. Jersey's perfect. Um. 
Last tweet we got was from somebody, his name's Danny, says, I guess I'm going back to the N4G podcast. My online presence started with GameFAQs and N4G 11 years ago. I have no idea what that's in reference to. But he's, probably, he's probably a NeoGAF member. Ah, well, welcome back. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Yeah, we're not. We if we, do, we, do, we, do we need to send some like, obscenities and call him a bastard or something to make him feel no, more at that's not, that that's not the kind of entitlement that was on that site. It was the, you're ah, an idiot okay. because you don't you don't play at 60 frames a second or... Yeah. You don't like Uncharted. Yeah, you don't Dark like Souls Uncharted. Is, Dark Souls is actually not hard. You're just bad at games. Yeah, the, 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 there yeah. you go. There you you go. got it. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Boom, I got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Also, I would suggest take some of the N4G stuff with a grain of salt. I thought I thought you were like Bill Cosby there for a second. I thought you would take oh, some I, of the Actually, did you give me some pudding? Or did he just give you a drink? I, I don't I don't know. You made the hardcore drink here. <laughs> I'm thinking I can't see right now. Nobody really knows, but Bill Cosby actually is the, uh, the, the moderator for enforcing. Okay. I want to tell you about this Mario who jumps on some heads and sleeps with some women that don't want it. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody, because you know, my wife Camille will be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Cosby's been taking some of his own drinks. <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Oh, God. Oh, see? <laughs> it was like a post, like, whenever Bill Cosby was on trial. And it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like three panel pictures of Dragon Ball Z. I can't remember which one it was, but it was kind of, it was kind of funny. It was horrible, but uh, it was funny. There's so there's so many like over the past two or three years, we have just seen how many just terrible people there are in this world. Oh my god! Yeah, thank oh. God, Mister Rogers didn't turn out to be a bad person. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have been him and Bob Ross. I don't know if I'd have been able to handle it, man. I don't know, but. But that sucks. Like we don't. I mean, we never considered you know Bill Cosby like our hero or anything, right? But imagine if he was like your hero, like your idol growing up, and then you find out all these nasty things about them. Not yeah. just him, but you know, like sports players, like people that we idolize, and then they're like, oh, accused of rape and all this. That's traumatizing to a child. That it sucks. is. It is. It's yep. traumatizing to an adult to learn that. That's you know, true. That's. Yeah, I mean, people you grew. I mean, I grew up watching Fat Albert and listening to Bill Cosby records, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. If, if I find out that like like Weird Al Yankovic is some kind of a sexual, you know, mur- yeah. molester, I'd, I'd be really fucking bummed because I like that guy a lot. Yeah, it's just God. I yep. posted the picture in our chat here. Oh God. Um, slightly, slightly more aggressive example. My uh, uh, my favorite professional wrestler when I was a teenager was Chris Benoit. Oh. oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> I don't know anything about Chris Benoit. What did he? Yeah. He killed his wife and his son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Jesus killed himself. Christ. And then killed himself. Yeah, killed him. Killed them with his bare hands, and then killed himself. What? What the fuck is wrong with people? God. Well, in his case, aggressive CTE. I was gonna say, didn't he have some sort of like mental disease or something? Yeah, well, he's, he had CTE really, really, really bad. Yeah, but still, like, you get help for that and you stay away from people. You know? Yeah, right. 
just let's be safe out there, people. Let's uh, let's let that be the lesson from today's episode. Don't don't be a dick. Don't don't <laughs> don't harass people. You know, it's it's not that hard. You can make a shitty joke, but don't make that shitty joke. Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen that picture before, Drew, but it still cracks me up. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh my goodness! I feel a little bad every time I eat some Jello pudding. Ah, it's boy. bad, man, because there's like so many things, like Bill Cosby and Coke? the lead single from Lost Profits. Yeah, the Lost Profits thing kills me because it's still on my iPod or my phone, and like every time a song comes on, I'm like, I feel kind of nasty listening to this. It's such a good song, but man, you're such a nasty person. Yeah, God. that that man was fucking evil. He was. That's yeah. ugh. I will never understand that. That's one. That's one of the things that, that would just never compute in my head. How you can do that? It's just. Ugh. Anyway, don't be a dick. Yeah, we tell you all that to tell you don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Uh, but that's it. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You want to follow us on Twitter, Jay is at Bodyside Jay. Drew, DMO Fury, Ryan, Wombat, RP. You can follow me on the site at ztgd. Also, check out Phoenix Down as Danganronpo Volume 3. It's <laughs> uh, coming too close this week. Yeah, we're, yep, we're going to be recording the final episode, right, Drew? And then you're it's going to be a crazy discussion. Are you doing a mm-hmm. Halloween game after that, or are you doing South Park after that? Technically, we are doing a Halloween game. We are going to be doing Alan Wake. Me and Sophie are. Got you. And yep. then South Park in November, right? No. Oh, I thought you were. No, we're going to be doing... November will be Alan Wake, because uh, Matt can't join us, because um, he's doing NaNoWriMo. And then the ha- Halloween game is going to be Dead Space 2 in December. Topical. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dead Space. <laughs> well, the IP still exists. It's just Visceral doesn't exist anymore. True. So, I guess EA could reboot it at some point. I mean, they had such success with Mirrors. Oh. That's it. Dead Space as a games for service, man. It's going to be great. Hey, they, they already did that. They had microtransactions in Dead Space 3. And oh, but it could every... be more intrusive, Ken. It could every... be much, much worse. Everybody cried about that, and that game was still good. It was mediocre. It was good. A break. That was a good game. Anyway, that's the show. Unless anybody has anything else, you've got four days until you don't have any free time because all the game's coming out. That it? Not yep, it? yep, I think yeah. so. Don't be I'm a looking dick. at the schedule for NFL games and... Looking forward to watching the Giants lose to the Seahawks. Today. I don't. I don't have any stress because my team already played on Thursday and we won. So, ha! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Don't be a dick. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Oh, you can... 
gonna be an interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. The Play games, not console. No bad boys allowed. And then, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.